Coordinated, episode 160, exam only, exam fees. Greetings, AP coordinators. I'm Derek Kometa. And I'm Rachel McBride. And you're listening to... Coordinated, the podcast for AP coordinators. Thanks for joining the conversation, collaboration, and, of course, coordination. Hello, Rachel. Hello, Derek. It is time for episode 160. Are you ready? Always ready. <laughs> Today, today's episode is the second of our in-depth five-part mini-series on exam only. And our coordinated conversation today is about AP exam fees, specifically AP exam fees for exam-only students. Shoo! <laughs> Where do we start? Perhaps with... Uh, I don't know, Rachel. What do you suggest? <laughs> Why don't we start with the actual ordering deadline for exam-only? I think it'd be good to review that first before we talk about the fees themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. So the ordering deadline for exam-only students was November 15th. That's a date that most AP coordinators are very familiar with because it's the, you know, it's the final ordering deadline. <laughs> and you said was November 15th because at the time of this recording, it is well after November 15th, so what now? Well, the good news, coordinators can still order additional exams for exam-only students as long as it's before March 15th. The exams may incur a $40 late order fee, but they can be ordered. That November 15th final ordering deadline was the final opportunity to order without any additional fees. Excellent clarification. Thank you. Should we talk about those AP exam fees now? Absolutely, we should. So, schools do have the flexibility to determine how much the exam fee for exam-only students is as well as how the process for fee collection works at their school. In our last episode, we shared that some schools may have exam-only students who do attend your school and other students that do not attend your <laughs> school. In either case, fortunately, there's some flexibility when determining how to collect exam fees and how much those exam fees are. So, if your exam-only students want to take an exam that you are not already scheduled to host, well, that exam-only session may result in additional costs for proctors and or testing rooms if you test off campus. If this is the case, schools do have the option to collect additional funds to help cover those added expenses. Understood. And what about the process for exam fee collection? Again, flexibility is a key word here. Some schools find it beneficial to collect either a deposit or the entire exam fee 
prior to ordering the exam for the exam-only student. Since some of these students are from other schools, we may not be able to connect and communicate with them as easily. Sometimes that can make collecting fees a little more challenging. If so, collecting fees prior to ordering may be the better way to go. I'm, I'm thinking of a related question. What is your policy for refunds when an exam-only student you know, <laughs> changes their mind. Great question. Some schools have a modified refund policy for exam-only students. Some schools say there's no refund of exam fees if an exam-only student changes their mind and decides not to take the exam. Again, this can be, well, this can be because issuing a refund may be more challenging and time-consuming for these particular students, especially if a check request or additional paperwork is involved. It's an option to consider. Just be sure to clearly communicate your refund policy at the time of registration. Wonderful. <laughs> so thank you for all the details. Great insight. I am looking at my notes, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that takes us to... Summary time. I know this is your favorite moment in the show, so let's hear it, Derek. A lot of details today. I am ready to evaluate your listening skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Here are my top three highlights from our conversation today. <clears throat> One, coordinators can order exams for exam-only students up through March 15th. A late order fee of $40 per exam may apply in some cases. Two, schools may adjust the amount of the exam fee, especially if incremental expenses may be incurred. And three, schools also have the flexibility to adjust their process and policies regarding fee collection and fee refunds as desired. Clear, upfront documentation of your school's policy is definitely a best practice to consider. Rachel, did I pass your listening test? <laughs> Not bad, Derek. I'm impressed. And as always, more information on exam only can be found in My Best Friend, the AP Coordinator's Manual, Part 1. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Please don't miss the continued conversation. In our next episode of Coordinated, we'll be talking about situations in which a student may need to be enrolled in a class section at two different schools at the same time cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll talk with you then. Coordinated is presented by the AP Program and the AP Coordinator Experience Team. We thank Jackie Ray for our theme song, Good As Gold. Jackie is a former AP Music Theory student at Oakton High School in Vienna, Virginia. Additional vocal support by myself, Carly Suge, AP Coordinator at Costa Mesa High School in Southern California. AP Coordinators, we cannot say it enough. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. And for all your support of AP students, you are truly good as gold. Till I believe it's all